to another episode of the Red Arrow Health and Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica, and I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Marco. How are you, Marco? I'm great. Me too. What are you drinking today? Oh, you're just diving right in, aren't you? Yes. I'm having a nice coffee. Anything in it? Uh, coffee? No. No, it's not that much fun. I, I got up early this morning. Kid One and I went for a run, so I didn't. I had a little coffee this morning just mm-hmm. to function as a human being, but not a lot. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to catch up on my caffeine because, you know, you don't want to have too much coffee before a run. Um, there's only so many places to go when you got to go. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those places are locked right now because of restrictions in the age of Corona. And there's nobody there with a sponge to help you either. That's disgusting, but no. <laughs> So yeah, I'm catching up on my coffee intake. Well, you know, it's still early in the day, earlier than when we usually record. We can get into that in a few minutes, but what are you drinking? I am drinking a raspberry lemonade, sparkling wine beverage from Round Barn in Baroda, Michigan. Pre-mixed cocktail? It is. It comes in a can and it is absolutely delightful. It's very refreshing. Nice. Yeah, it is not low carb though. Well. It's not terrible, but it's not low carb. I mean, you're talking about the flavor or the in terms of carbs? In terms of carbs. In terms of flavor, it's amazing. I love it. Are they sponsoring us in any way? No. Are they giving us free promo crap? No. 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 Did I pick it up at the grocery store for you? Yes. When I was out shopping? Yes. Yes. I'm very happy you did. Oh, well. Cheers. Cheers. That was a pretty weak cheers. Yeah. Oh, well. So how's the week going? Week's been going Okay. Uh, actually today is great because I've been working with kid one, getting her ready for cross country, helping her hit her goals. And so we've been working on this since, what was that? Episode six, when she laid out her goals to us and we helped her refine them a little bit. So she has the goal of being able to run two miles without stopping by the time we get to the end of the summer, which is when cross country season kicks off and Mm -hmm. she's in middle school. She's going into sixth grade. So her races are a mile and a half to two miles. The workouts are going to be two and a half to four and a half miles, depending on her development. And then she has another goal of being able to run a 5K without stopping by the end of the season, which in her case is late October. Okay. The workouts, when we started this, the workouts were less than two miles, uh, not counting the warm-up run and everything, but less than two miles. And we would go and we'd find a landmark and how far could she go before she had to drop to a walk? And it was like pushing it to get to a quarter mile. It's like, come on, kid. And then we would run walk the rest of the of the route. We've been gradually increasing the landmark that she shoots for mm-hmm. uh, before she has to drop for a walk. And we've been in gradually increasing the distances, too, for the total workout. So today's was awesome because some of these we go on and, and her heart, her biggest challenge right now is the breathing. Like I, you know, as a coach, I could talk about her elbows and her form and how big her stride is and things to work on. But I really think about if you can't breathe correctly, <laughs> who cares about the rest? It really doesn't matter. So, and I would do the same thing if she wasn't my kid, if she was just one of my runners on the team. It's mm-hmm. like, let's fix the breathing first. So we were working on the breathing and it's, it's hilarious going out there because a lot of the other runners and joggers we pass and people out just walking with their dogs are like, you go girl, you keep trying because she Aww. looks like she's dying. I mean, her face turns bright red because, well, she's not getting enough oxygen in there. She's hyperventilating, mm-hmm. trying to do these shallow little breaths. And it's like, come on, just breathe, breathe, deep breath. I am screaming it across the neighborhood. It's like, look, if you can do a breath like that and a scream like that, you can take a deep breath. Mm -hmm. 
today was awesome. Today was, I just, I don't know, it was one of those breakthrough days where I'm happy as a coach, I'm happy as a dad, happy as a fellow runner out there with her trying to get a, my workout in because, <laughs> you know, two miles of walk, run wasn't doing it for me. We went two thirds of a mile without walking, uh, which was great. Then awesome. we dr- dropped to a short run. Then we picked up a run again. She actually had a stretch where she went over a mile without walking. What? She was not aware of what she was doing. I'm like, we, we got to where we picked a target we we're going to run to before we dropped her a, a walk. I got there before her. I was jogging in place. I'm like, hey, you want to keep going up to point X? Like, yeah. The breathing thing was not an issue today. She had nice, you know, steady breathing going awesome. for a She's runner. Getting She's getting it. It's kicking in. We ended up doing 4.4 miles. In, That's a lot. It is. And I really don't care about the speed, even actually through the whole season for sixth graders. I don't care about the speed. I just want them to survive the season, get used to running, get into the good form. Mm-hmm. And then when they get to seventh and eighth grade, we can increase uh, speed along with the other techniques and form and learning the courses and everything so that we can make that transition up to 5Ks for high school. But I mean, I'm excited because this tells me that Wow, she's on track to be running two miles without stopping by the time we get to late August and her season starts. Now, in two weeks, she's got a virtual 5K coming up. I don't think for a second she's going to make it that whole 5K without walking. But I plan on doing it next to her. I'm in that 5K also, so I'll be running my virtual 5K on a different day so I can actually run it. Solid plan. And then I'll go back with her, or maybe I'll do it the same day after I do mine, and go with her, and I'll run walk hers with her so she also stays on course. And we'll use a, a established cross-country course so we don't have to worry about traffic, we don't have to worry about social distancing because there won't be anybody out there. Mm-hmm. Whereas we're on the sidewalk, it's like run from this side of the sidewalk to that side, avoid the people with the strollers and the dogs, and keep our <laughs> six-foot distance. We'll just go out there. So, anyway, long story, guys. Yeah, I'm having a fun week, and I'm just pumped about today. A uh, little bit tired. As I sit here recording this with you, uh, starting to, like, smell myself. Ew. And that post-runner stink. Happier across the desk. You know, it was great when I was outside, and the fresh air, and the lilacs were in bloom, and everything. Mm-hmm. It smelled great. And now I'm sitting here going, you know, we... We ran, we stopped at the grocery store, we had lunch, and now we're here recording this. I'm like, oh, I kind of stink. Where did you find lilacs at? They're over by the route we ran. I'll tell you when we're off the air. Yes. They've been smelling great. Okay. Anyway, uh, so that was mostly, you know, today and mm-hmm. how are we going. She, I'm running with her every other day. And the off day, she either gets on the treadmill for a light run walk or takes the day off from that. And she's got a lot going on. She's got goalie exercises. And she's been biking and swimming and everything else. And she's not ready for it to be an everyday runner yet. Good, but she's good. getting there. Cool. She will be in the not too distant future. So that's like that's like the big you know big news from the running side of it. But we also had school is done, and so that kind of cut into our scheduling. Uh, why we didn't record when we normally record because it's been the big wrap-up week and school e-schooling has been a big jessica uh adventure so why don't you uh where are we at with all that wrap-up e-schooling is over and i am so excited so happy so this week uh they didn't have any new skills or any new topics that they learned about it was all review and assessments And it was interesting because the fifth grader and the first grader 
their assessments were either half an hour or an hour long. And it was basically them having a Zoom meeting with their teacher and their teacher asked them to read a page or two out of a textbook and do a couple of math problems and, you know, spell some words and write a sentence or two or a paragraph or something. And then it was like a little chat about what they were going to do over the summer. And then that was it for assessments for them. But the third grader had serious assessments. They had a big like assessment test every single day this week. So uh, I think Monday was a holiday. Tuesday, he had to write a 10-sentence letter to his future teacher for next year, and that was exciting. There were a whole bunch of, like, requirements for it that he had to follow, so he he did his very best on following all of those. And it was actually yeah, to pretty the funny. Like, every point was, <laughs> like, he wrote... First, I am this. Second, I like this. Third, I want... Blah, blah, blah. Oh, and those points were basically the first set word yeah. in each sentence. So yeah. it's one uh, through ten labeled just like that. It was hysterical. Um, and then let's see, what was his other assessment? I think he had to do, oh, he had a big spelling assessment that day too, which was live and that was exciting. Then uh, the next day was a reading assessment, which took at least an hour for him to do. And then the last day was a math assessment, which took over an hour to do. So, Meanwhile, his siblings, he knows they're playing. And... Oh, yeah. He knew. He, we finally got to Thursday, and he was like, is this my last one? I really don't want to do this anymore. They don't have to do it. Why do I have to do it? I know, buddy, but... But you're in third grade. Third grade, and it's serious business, I guess. So, anyways, it's all done. It's all over. We celebrated by having a giant parade at our school to celebrate the fifth graders and the kindergartners. For graduation. Some social distance. Social distancing all the way. With tailgating. Yep. And then the fire department and the police came through. And then all the other grades came through the car line waving. There were signs. Waving and, and then... cheering. My favorite were the people that decorated their cars as they drove. For as they drove through the parade. Lots of little kids popping through sunroofs. Because, yeah. you know, it's the parking lot. And then fifth grade loaded up in the line and finished it off. And we went past the teachers and waved and said goodbye. And summer is officially started. Hooray! So on that note, when we thought about doing that this week, but, you know, wrapping up everything and decorations for the parade and everything, uh, we didn't get to it. So next week's podcast is actually, we'll be getting into summer activities for the kids, part of that physical and mental wellness and peace of mind for the parents. (laughs) So if you're looking for something and going, what do I do with my kids? Next week's podcast. Take a week, just veg. Go out and run or something, but we'll have some organized activities for you in the next podcast. And as for us, it's turning into a weekly feature. We've got Kid Meal. Yes, Kid Meal was back. And this time, uh, and they go and we hand them a bunch of cookbooks and say, you all have to agree on something. And it starts off with, I want to make this and I want to make that. And it's like, wait a minute, those things are great by themselves they do not talk you know you figure out the main dish and then what complements it so they they have to do a little teamwork a little planning kid two would was just dead set i am doing dessert i have not gotten to do dessert yet so then he's laying out some desserts i'm like wow that so does that makes my stomach (laughs) turn thinking about some of the entrees you guys want to do and the side dishes so they all kind of made it work uh and they made it sink so this week they did slider flights. Uh, They're so cute. Oh, I know. They're teeny tiny sandwiches like on dinner rolls. 
And kid one uh, made three different types. So every kid got three little tiny sandwiches and there was a ham and Swiss, a turkey and cheddar, and then a salami and provolone. And there was a little, little like, well, I don't like this one. I want two of these or two of those. And then it's like, nope, this is dinner. And kid <laughs> one's like, I worked hard on this. Thinking, yes, you open those Ziploc bags it like a champ. Very hard folding sandwich meat. Into a well, and, and some of them she put on a little, you know, little mint, or on some of them she put a little mustard, and she had some pickles on one, and she made them look really, really nice. They looked like they were off an appetizer menu at a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Kid two got to make his dessert, and he made chocolate chip cookies. They did he miss an ingredient? I wasn't so, there no, for that. He did not miss an ingredient. We actually used a recipe that I found on the back. He wanted to put he wanted to put peanut butter chips into the chocolate the cook, chip cookies into the chocolate chip cookies and the bag of chocolate chips that we had didn't actually have a chip a cookie recipe on it that's odd it was very odd so we used the cookie recipe that was on the back of the peanut butter chips um bag and it did not have one of the ingredients in it and so we didn't put it in i'm pretty sure it was the baking uh baking powder because the cookies came out flat. Flat, yeah. I was, I don't know where I was. I was somewhere you outside. You were outside mowing the lawn. I come back in and it's like, whoa, it looked like a sheet tray of... Crisps. Crisp melted cookies. It, they, the kids said they taste great. I had, I tasted one and they tasted fine. It's just they were super flat. And I even went back over the recipe and I said, oh no, where, where did we go wrong? Because I'm the one that helped make them. But we, we put everything it said in there. But it did not have the baking powder listed. So well, they were consumed with smiles. The kids ate them, no problem. Yeah. Everybody was happy. Kid three did veggies and dip, so he had to cut up some bell peppers and celery stalks and carrots and whatnot. He used a real knife, a real chef's knife, and he didn't cut off any of his fingers. And honestly, I'm pretty shocked by it. You're braver than me. That was also why I was out mowing the oh, lawn. No, I was. I would have handed him the plastic knives. I didn't get a chance. I was helping kid number two make his cookies. My back was turned. Kid number three said, "I'm chopping vegetables." Went and got a knife, and I turned back around, and he was already going to town with a knife. And I said, ah, "Oh my god, don't chop off your fingers!" He goes, "No, mommy, I have this. Don't worry." Honestly, out of the four, he's probably the best to do something like that. Probably, he has very um, good fine motor skills. Speaking of the four, Kid Four made lemonade. She did a great job. Was not from scratch. No. It was one of those frozen cans, which I haven't had that kind of lemonade since I was a kid. But we were at the grocery store and looking at everything we're checking out, and I knew she was supposed to make it. And I'm like, oh no, we forgot to get all the ingredients to make it from scratch. And Kid One was with me, and I said, Kid One, go quick, run down the aisles. We're near the frozen food section. Go get a can of frozen lemonade. So she went sprinting down and I could see her, grabbed it, came running back before the uh, checkout lady had us ready to go. Worked out well, though, because kid one, working on counting, pulled a chair up to the sink. And it was, you know, you open the can for her, dump it in the pitcher, and then she had to count the four and a half uh, cans of water that get dumped in. Mm-hmm. And then stirring, stir, stir, stir. Makes me, makes me. She's very proud of herself and her lemonade. Yeah. But hey, kids made dinner. Aside from the few little, I want this one or that one. Once it was said, you are doing a sampling of all of them. And Mm -hmm. to get your cookies, you got to eat all three sandwiches. Boom, everything disappeared. It was great. It really was. I'm excited to see what they make for next week. Also this week, we we still have the Red Arrow Challenge going on. This is going to be an ongoing thing. It's not going away. (laughs) Uh, It is mildly annoying to me, though, every time I look at our Instagram page. And we've got the hashtag Red Arrow Challenge going on. And 
as far as I can tell, no one was ever using this this hashtag before us. And now somebody with there's this red shoe, like red stiletto, uh, red arrow challenge where they've got some their feet and it's globally and the fashion designer hopped on it with it. So there's our workout uh, photo showing up along with a bunch red of feet. High heels. And because I follow this hashtag and because there's these red high heel <laughs> photos, uh, I'm getting Instagram suggestions of you know, basically like foot fetish type stuff. It's like, no, like there's a big difference between the red arrow challenge we're doing with the exercise and the red arrow challenge of post a picture of your feet. It's special. Yay. <laughs> Look, we're an exercise group. We're a fitness group. Uh, feet tend to be stinky when they've been all sweaty and runny and everything. Indeed. Not into that, but into the exercise part, not into Anyways. the funky feet. Anyways. So we've got six weeks down. We're week seven is currently in progress. So let's give some kudos to those week six champions. Swimming. Summer is here. It's really starting to pick up. Nine and under. Yellow Ninja was on top this week in swimming. 10 to 19. Ronin runs. 20 to 29. H. Kane 305. 30 to 39. Mrs. Coach. 40 to 49. L. Tiburon 95. Our 50 to 59-year-olds uh, not getting in the water yet. Hmm. But 60 to 69, Kilgram Hill was there on top. And then no one older than that. Running. A new name on the list. Uh, been in the club for a while now, but finally broke through on top. Nine and under was Easy E. Hmm. 10 to 19, Nina. 20 to 29, H. Kane 305. 30 to 39, Abel. 40 to 49, A. Palomino, and 50 to 59, J. Mar. Walking. Nine and under, Alina, 2010. 10 to 19, Nina. 20 to 29, Smytha. 30 to 39, Mrs. Coach. 40 to 49, B. Glenn. 50 to 59, Bill. 60 to 69, Kilogram Hill. And 70 to 79, No No Don. Biking on road. Nine and under was Morgan 33, 10 to 19, Nina, 20 to 29, Super Mario, 30 to 39, Cyclopath, 40 to 49, Try Try Again, 50 to 59, A.R. Miller, 60 to 69, the infamous Kilogram Ill. Biking Off-Road. 10 to 19 was Allie, 20 to 29 was a tie yet again this week, Smytha and Super Mario, which makes me think they know each other and work out together, or Maybe. it's a crazy coincidence. <laughs> 40 to 49, Cyclone, and 50 to 59, Mrs. Golden. Paddling sit down. 9 and under, Morgan 33 and Sophie 33, tied. 10 to 19, Ronin runs. 20 to 29, Gator Boy, the infamous Gator Boy. 30 to 39, nobody. 40 to 49, A. Palomino. 50 to 59, A.R. Miller. 60 to 69, the notorious Kilogram Ill. Stand up paddling. 20 to 29, Gator Boy. 50 to 59, A.R. Miller. Cross country skiing. 40 to 49, El Tiburon 95. And 50 to 59, Big Juan 64. Skating. 20 to 29, H. Kaner 305, and 40 to 49, Great Juan. Hockey. No hockey still. It is sad. Points. 
Nine and under this week, it was Easy E on top. 10 to 19, Ronin runs. 20 to 29, H. Kaner 305. 30 to 39, Helmet 85. 40 to 49, Try Try Again. 50 to 59, A.R. Miller. 60 to 69, Kilogram Ill. And 70 to 79, Nono Don. And then there are the featured members, which are us. <laughs> Jess, you were kicking butt in walking and swimming this week. Uh, I got you on points. I got you in biking. I got you on running because you didn't run. That's okay. That was an easy victory. And actually, I got you. That I, I got you on biking uh, because you didn't bike either. You hurt your back. I did. So you've been compensating in swimming. Yes, I'm super excited about it because I checked out my total swim distance for the entire last summer. And it was 5,000 something. And already this week, I am at 4,200 some odd meters. So if we get in the pool today and tomorrow, I'll have that beat. Awesome. Of course, now we just had a front go through and the temperature drop. Yeah, I'm not excited about something. Is the heater on in the pool? It's on. I don't know how warm it is, but it's on. You can break out your wetsuits. Go full triathlon style. Gotta get one of my hats. Swim caps on. Do you know where your swim caps are? Yes, I do. There you go. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Marco, how's your seventh week going? You know, it's going all right. My swimming is way up because I've been doing a lot of swimming. But like yesterday with all the chaos of schools out and the end of the year thing didn't work out at all yeah. yesterday, which made going to sleep a little bit tough because usually I'm like, all right, I'm tired. I'm going to sleep. The runs with kid one are nice in terms of racking up miles, but they're not the best workout. So trying to find time for really doubling up on runs, doing a run every day with her and then on those days either biking or going for a real run mm-hmm. uh or at my pace and then also i like to run almost every day so this has not been my best week except for in swimming <laughs> which has been fun i'm getting lots of laps in and then finishing that off by hopping on a raft and just vegging and relaxing so i also have a nice sunburn going yes you do i wouldn't call it nice though well in the uh, pre-podcast photo we take because we always take one in Throw it up on our Instagram. Like, at least I have my headband on from running <laughs> to kind of contain my Rona hair, don't care kind of thing going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but underneath it is the big sunburn I have on my forehead that's now peeling into my face. Special headbands. They're multi purpose. Keep the hair under control when out of your face. Keep the flaking skin out of your face. Ew. It's gross. <laughs> anyway, hopefully everyone's still working hard and summer is here. Let's crank up those miles. Let's make it happen and put some sunscreen on. Yes. For our main feature this week, we wanted to discuss virtual races. Yay! Right off the bat, we got to lay it right out there. We are a virtual health and wellness, fitness, exercise entity. That's what we are. We, we, we've got a website that works on that. Uh, we're running a podcast. I mean, it's like <laughs> internet radio, basically. And we've got a virtual competition that goes on, too. So we are part of this virtual community. Mm-hmm. The goal of this episode is not to put down all the other enterprises that are out there is really to sort through the mess because there's a it's a crowd there's a lot there's a lot kind of separate them out into different piles and really give it a runner's 
review and it's not even really fair to say just a runners because some of them are biking and some of them are triathlon and there's so many virtual things going on so really we're trying to review the masses there and we're a little bit different from really everything else that's out there so we can kind of remove ourselves and not going well you know this is our number one competitor let's give them a hard time we really don't fit in with the others right so you know, it, we can kind of take a step back and go, hey, plus we love doing these things too. Yeah. Some, some we don't, some we do. And we're going to discuss that. So, and we, you and I actually, even amongst ourselves have different feelings about virtual competitions and we they do. don't match. So if that sounds all confusing, let's just get into it. So <laughs> virtual races, I think really the first way to separate them out are timed and untimed. Mm-hmm. And that can mean a number of things, and you know whether they're running or triathlons, whatever. In a quick review, there are a lot more timed virtual races available to the public than there are untimed. Mm-hmm. And I think we fall in the category of untimed. Yes, because we do ours by distance. Ours is mostly by distance. Hockey is by calories. Mm-hmm. There aren't a lot of ho- virtual hockey categories like that out there, not that I've found. <laughs> Uh, but we throw that in. We've got a point system. And ours is really based around the distance, getting out there, being active, and having that motivation to keep working out. So mm-hmm. we're really looking at training and working out more than going, doing even like an ultra competition where they're going for distance. And even then, they usually have a finish line. And that's what I really what I was getting at, that we're different. We're going for distance. Now, we do occasionally do a timed competition, I know, for our sister group, the Summer Racing Club that I do as my training conditioning for my athletes that I coach. We do one about every month for timed, and it they've evolved that way because it was originally distance, put in the miles, compete with each other, push each other to train every day, and I didn't want to really get into timed racing over the summer because... I didn't want them peaking over the summer and then being burned out when we got to fall for cross country. Right. I just wanted to get off the couch and get moving. But they got that need for speed, the whole Top Gun thing going, cue the Kenny Loggins. <laughs> so we added a virtual multi-sport race because I also wanted them to cross train and not just run, 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 run. That has expanded to now we have one race a month in the summer. Mm-hmm. Red Arrow Health and Wellness, we're going to add those coming on. But first, we really wanted to establish the go for distance, the leaderboards that we really have at the core of the Red Arrow Challenge. Our Red Arrow Challenge, not the stiletto heel no, not the foot, foot thing. People. Not the foot, foot people. They've got mm-hmm. their own thing going on. Among the untimed races, there are a few, and it is the minority where you can sign up for a virtual race, like a virtual 5K. Mm-hmm. You sign up, you run or claim to run whenever you want to go, and you they send you the medal, the t-shirt, all the swag, and you just got to say, I did it! I did it! Hooray for you me! don't even report a time. That gets into probably the main weakness to all virtual competitions, including our own, even our distance one, is there is a honesty factor. You yes. have to be honest. Otherwise, the whole thing falls apart. And people go, well, how can you verify? Well, if we really think something's suspect, we'll contact you. And other operations will say, hey, send in a picture of your, your time, your watch, your if you're using Strava or using whatever your exercise app. Mm-hmm. But can we really verify they weren't on the back of a golf cart? <laughs> 
or doing something else or on a bicycle when they were supposed to be on a run or on a motor assisted bicycle when it was supposed to be just a straight normal bicycle race. No, I mean, if people want to cheat, they can cheat. We're really just trying to get keep people as much as possible honest. It's kind of like when they talk about, you know, having locks on your doors. You're really only keeping the, the honest people out. Somebody really wants to break into your house or break into your car, they're going to break it's in. True. They're going to smash the windows and get in. Somebody really wants to cheat in one of these, they can. They're really only hurting themselves, especially in ours. There's like really no prizes other than the warm fuzzies you get from, you know, <laughs> seeing your name on top or getting called out, you know, publicly on our podcast and going, yay, you are our weekly champs or showing up on our Instagram feed or on our website or, you know, for the summer racing club, which is just for the school I coach at. They, we have a newsletter with the leaderboards there. That's it. So it's kind of stupid to cheat yeah. because there's no gain. Now, if there were uh, actual tangible prizes on the line, it's, that's a big incentive to start cheating. That's an incentive to cheat. It's still stupid because, Agreed. you know, but there's more incentive there to cheat for those folks. So that's a weakness that it is present in all these virtual races. As for the time pieces, there's a lot of companies out there that offer timed virtual races and it has a lot of the features you see in a normal 5K that you see all around the country. There's the t-shirt, there's the custom bib, there's the custom metal, and they've got all sorts of them. Some of them, I swear, they're more of a t-shirt printing, tool and die type metal, you know, not just metal, but metal, award metal, award shops, cranking out these things, and you sign up and you send in your time, and they have a, a race a month, or sometimes the race of the week, or special holidays. And you can collect all these special medals, but they're all online. And, you know, not knocking it, good for them. But a lot of them cost just as much as doing the races in person, but they don't have to pay for the timing company. They don't have to pay for the course. They don't have to pay for the porta potties. (laughs) They don't have to pay for the food or anything or all the other swag. And they charge you just as much as doing the races in person. And I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, you, I... Um. Honestly, I really love the untimed swag-heavy virtual races. I think a lot of the themes are hysterical. Like the Bigfoot race is one. I what, mean, I don't think it's actually called the Bigfoot race. What about the timed ones, though? The timed ones? Yeah. I, uh, I personally do not love timed races that are virtual, um, just because I think the propensity for cheating is really high in them, especially if you're one of those super competitive people that wants to come out on top every single time. So I, I don't like them for that reason. And also, me putting my time in in a virtual race does nothing to help motivate me, to get me out there and doing it. So I, I'm not going to participate in those. I'm, you know, for the most part, I prefer the timed ones because I want to know where I stack up. <clears throat> now I know the bigger the prize on it, if there is even a prize, the more, more likely somebody's going to be cheating. But if it's just for, you know, bragging rights where everybody's getting a finisher medal everyone's getting the t-shirt and it's just where do you rack on the leaderboard i at least what i tell myself is it's less likely they're cheating on this but i like to know where i, where I stand and it's i'm enjoying especially now that i've been losing so much weight yeah uh at this point in my life i would think that my speed would not be in, improving but it is and it's getting closer to where i was in high school awesome but for me but for you the time for a race is not much of a factor for me. For me, it is the getting out there and actually doing it and finishing it 
that's right. the whole reason I do it. Now, some of these companies that just crank out these things, and I get ads because I like what I like on social media. I get directed ads to me all the time. Do these virtual timed races. Uh, I got to say, the swag is pretty sweet looking. It is. There was a Bob Ross one. Now, well, I'll get into that one in a minute. Had an Afro metal. I know. But like some of these, and there's Star Wars themed ones, and there's like beer themed ones where the metal is also a bottle opener. Now, there's also races in person where you can get ones like that too. Mm-hmm. Just saw one coming up that had a, it was this multi sport race, I believe, where not only was the metal doubling as a bottle opener, you flipped it over and it had cork on the back, and it was a coaster. Well, that's awesome. On a ribbon that goes around your neck. I'm like, mm-hmm. this is so sweet. <laughs> so there's no arguing. The swag for some some of the virtual races, the swag is equal to or even better than some of the uh, in-person races. Right. Oh, the other reason that I don't like putting in my time. Well, yeah. Well, I do have a question about oh. for you, mm-hmm. time versus on time. When we do them in person, you prefer the on time races anyway, don't you? I do. So that's just a and general. Honestly, it's. It's because I don't really need to see where I stack up time-wise against everybody else, especially when I actually know these people in real life, because it's just going to make me feel bad. I suck at racing. I am very slow, but I do it. I get up, I go out, I do it, I finish it. And for me, that's all that matters. Do you ever look at the uh, time to compete against yourself? Yeah, I do. Can you ignore the other people? No. I'll say because, you know, just trying to beat yourself. And I get really excited when I see that I have beaten myself. I really do. Then ignore the other people no, if you can. I cannot. You're too competitive. And I think that you know that by now. Well, that's why we don't play racquetball against that's each other. That's exactly anymore. it. I don't need someone throwing a racket at me when I'm in a little plexiglass room. <laughs> I can't help it. I took okay. racquetball in college. <laughs> Those required PE credits. Oh, yeah. Totally worth it. Totally worth it. Not really. Yeah. Anyway, so we got time versus, well, I mean, in the scope of virtual races, we've got time versus untime. I prefer the time. You prefer the untime. But you know what? That's that's how we feel with races in person. Yep. So that makes sense. Then, you know, I made a note here. We need to talk about, and this could have been at the beginning. This could have been at the end of this conversation, but we'll just do it right now. Racing under normal conditions and racing in the age of Corona. Here we are with the Rona and access to races. Now, if you live somewhere where you there's a really cool race and you can't do it or you can't make it there, um, there's virtual options sometimes. Sometimes where there's a live race and it's like, hey, you can't make it across the country, sign up for the virtual. You can do the same swag. You're missing out on the atmosphere. But right now, a lot of races are shut down or postponed. Um, I know here in Michigan, a lot of the races I was watching and some I even signed up for are switching over and our, we already talked about our favorite, uh, Kai Tri has already just said, Hey, we're postponing till next year. All your registrations are being transferred over. Mm -hmm. A lot of the other ones are going, well, we're still going to have the event and it's going to be virtual. Yep. So some of our gripes and critiques and feelings about this you got to also put it in the context of the Rona and where we are this year. And so some of my feelings about this last summer versus right now are going to be a little different. I think, in my opinion, right now, if you had a charity event 
for a good cause and it was slined up and like for something in May or June where in Michigan, you're not allowed to have the race. You cannot. That was for a good cause. So switching over to a charity event or virtual. Yeah. Switching over to a virtual event for that charity cause. I'm okay with Mm -hmm. Uh, some of the other ones though, where it's a for-profit thing. There's a, you know, some of these companies and I'm not knocking them, but it's a great business model. They go around and they put on races city after city, or they're in a certain city and they do different races like every month. And you go and part of what you're paying for is the atmosphere and the yes. timing and the the scenery and the post-race party and everything. And they're going, oh, we're just going to do virtual races, but we're going to charge you just as much. Yeah. It's like, um, I mean, everybody's got to make a buck, and I, I can't blame you there, but send me the T-shirt, send me the bib, send me the finisher medal, but there's no party, there's no timing company, there's no... There's no waffles. There's no post-race waffles. There's all that stuff that I'm kind of missing, and at least cut your prices or something. Now, I know these people need to make a buck. Right. And in some cases, they've already paid for certain aspects that they won't be able to get back. That's true. And so if they were to do this in a non-corona year, I could kind of go, really? This summer, I'm kind of like, you guys are are most likely already financially invested in this. So do what you got to do to survive. Because I do, you know, as long as you guys come back and do the normal races. Probably could give the runners a, a break. Yeah. Because ultimately, I mean, at the very least, you're not paying for a few hundred porta potties or a few thousand porta potties to show up and cover it. You're not paying the cops to secure the site. You may have to have already paid for your permit to your block insurance. off the and your insurance to block off the streets. Um, and who knows what their contract is with the timing company? Although some of them are run by the timing company. True. But you're not doing everything that you normally do. So. Cut the price. Now, there's other companies, and again, I'm purposely being vague because I don't want to just throw everybody under the bus and pick mm-hmm. a fight, where they are have a long history of being an in-person race, and we hit corona, and suddenly they're doing a virtual race every week, every other week, every month. Month seems to be the most common one. It's like, wait a minute, you offer a race once a summer and suddenly now you're doing a race every month and you're charging like about the same price that you did for your one race. And while everybody's got to try to make a buck and survive through this whole thing, it's like, geez, leave some room for the local charity races who are trying to switch over to virtual or the other your the other folks who are trying to, you know, they have an in-person race and they're trying to you know, have a virtual race. And I'm not talking about us because we don't, we're not really doing timed races. Uh, it's just kind of, and there's a bit of fatigue on it. Like my inbox is overflowing with like, we're doing virtual, we're doing virtual. You can do a virtual. It's like, yeah, I can only do so many virtual races here. No, you definitely have to do your research and pick out your favorite types or your favorite causes or your favorite companies and do some of those if you so desire. Yeah. like, And when I've, I'm doing a virtual race coming up, so don't think that like, Oh, they have this virtual health and wellness company. They don't want to be patrons of anyone else. Oh, yeah, we are. Yeah. So outside of what we do, I've signed up and Kid One is going to do it with me. It's a local, it's a local 5K. Uh, they're adding the 10K option this year. Unfortunately, Rona hit. And now the whole thing is moved to virtual. Mm-hmm. But it's uh it's a few towns over, and one of the other 
track and cross-country coaches from another school, challenged me and challenged my team, said, hey, how many of you guys can sign up? And it'll be us. It'll be coach versus coach. It'll be team versus team. It'll be family versus family. And like, I'm not, it's not lost on me that this, uh, the, this race is a major fundraiser for his team and his program. I don't care. I get that. Mm-hmm. I have no problem supporting that. You know, I want his team to be a healthy, thriving team because when we beat them, I want them to be, <laughs> you know, I, I don't want to be, well, we got, we got crap equipment and horrible old uniforms that are uncomfortable. It's like, right. no, I want you guys at your best. And then I want to beat you. Just like I know if we were running a fundraising 5k, I could turn around and challenge him and he would step up and show up along with his assistant coach, along with his runners and their families and support and pay into it. So we're doing that. Uh, it's for a great cause. There's a few other races coming up that are either debating switching over to a virtual format, depending on if the stay-at-home orders, the quarantine, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. uh, orders get bumped. So they're waffling. So some other ones that have said, yes, we will be a virtual race that support good causes that Kid One and I are going to do. Uh, we just believe in those causes. As far as the for-profit races, and I, I have no problem with these for-profit Mm-mm. organizations who do these races, some of them are a lot of fun. Yep. But as they make the transition to virtual this summer, it's like, no, because part of what, for me, part of what I'm signing up for is the atmosphere. Yeah. And I, I know there's one I love when you cross the finish line. They they put you in different kind of uh, shoots coming yeah. through the finish line. And if you're old enough, and it says on your bib, if you're old enough, you they start handing you beers. Well, look, are you guys going to be mailing me cold beers to get as soon as I finish my 5K? No. You're going to charge me just as much. You're not going to have the post-race party. You're not going to have all the quote-unquote minor celebrities yes. there, the high five and take photos with and all the swag. Yeah, that, from... the atmosphere for that particular race is very important to it. Yes, and it's not going to be, and it's that one's in Chicago down at Grant Park and everything, and there's a lot of races there, so I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not bashing anyone, but it's like, yeah, no, I'm, it, it's just, it's a it day. It would be worth it for you. Because as a family, we have in the past gone to that race We've gone into Chicago the day before. We've taken the kids to Shedd Aquarium or mm-hmm. a different museum. We've gone out to dinner. We stay in a hotel. And then we get up early in the morning. We go. We do the race. We enjoy the post-race party and everything. And then we go back to the hotel room so I can quickly shower before we tour the, sh- the city a little bit more and then head home. Right. Uh, I've also gone where I've just gotten up in the morning. I've hopped on the commuter train, gone into the city, did the race, enjoyed the post-race party, got back on <laughs> the train, came home. And then actually I went and played hockey too, but there won't be much (laughs) post-race hockey going on. No. Um, So in its virtual format, I will not be patroning that one because... It's just not the same. It's not the same. Now, the little, you know, the little local races that are for a good cause, if they're going virtual one, I can pretty much do the same course. Yes. Because it's here in town. Yep. But... It's for, I can tell myself, this is for a good cause, whether it's for a kid with cancer or research or the local cross-country team a few towns over. I can get behind that and justify doing it because at the end of the day, these virtual runs are really no different from me 
going for a run by myself. Mm-hmm. If I'm missing the competition and the all the other atmosphere and stuff, it's like, eh, it's all kind of second to the good cause. Right. But if I'm paying for a party... I want to have the party. I want to have a party. Unless you're going to ship in the crowd noise and all the stuff, <laughs> the, the beers and everything, or kind of like, um, you know, I will say Color Run oh. is one. I, I they, they, for years, offered a virtual option. And that's great if you can't make it there. But mm-hmm. for me, what a part of what I'm paying for is the atmosphere. And they're an untimed 5K. And that's why they're amazing. But... The going through those color zones with the, all the people throwing it at you, the big color release dance parties at the finish line, mm-hmm. that atmosphere, that's what I'm paying for. Yep. Uh, sending me a color packet, which I could just buy off of Amazon anyway, mm-hmm. the metal, the t-shirt, it's just not the same. So I won't, I know for me, I won't be doing a virtual color run. I cannot wait for Corona to be done for the color run to make their tour through the Midwest and for us to go to an in-person one again when this is all over. Yes. Yeah. It is a fun it is event. so much fun. Family friendly. We've pushed Speaking unicorns. It's the runicorn. We have done this <laughs> pushing our kids in strollers. Our kids are, you know, a few of our kids are getting big enough where they've run them before. Kid three did it as a four-year-old. Mm-hmm. And he blew a lot of people out of the water too. Yeah. And while that was officially untimed, I timed him. Right. So I will say for my races that I had signed up for, I really appreciate the companies that have either contacted us outright or that I've reached out to and and asked questions to them. And they've come back and said, we're going to give you the option to either do it as a virtual race this year, or we can roll over your registration and you'll be automatically signed up for next year. I think that's a really great way to do it. I like having the option instead of it just being forced upon me to do a virtual race in place of something that I was supposed to do in person. That's true. And, and for the ones we had signed up for, nobody's been awful about it. They've all said, hey, we're switching over to a virtual race. Would you, well, if they were switching to a virtual race, they would say, if we're, sw- we're switching to a virtual, would you want to continue or do you want your money back? Right. But And the one they postponed next year said, we're rolling over to next year. Do you want your registration rolled over or do you want your money back? So they've Mm -hmm. been pretty cool about it. We haven't run anyone who's been awful to us yet. I haven't heard any reports of any races being awful to their participants. That doesn't mean everyone's been amazing all throughout the world and the country, but just know we haven't heard it yet. So we've done some previous races with other companies and I'm still on the email list. And the emails are coming out from, from them saying... Everybody's virtual this year, or it's just flat out canceled, and you get no money. Oh, back. really? Yeah, wow. and so that's why I said the thing about I really appreciate either get, being given the option to do a virtual or to just have it roll over to next year. Is that five k or what kind of run or is bike it or triathlon? Oh, those are bike. those are expensive. They are expensive, and you know you spend all of this time like prepping for it over the course of a year. And then you're told that it's just flat out. And those are those are labor intensive to put on. So to switch it over because they've got lifeguards and staff running around and set up and it takes a while. Right. They're not expend have even if they still have a permit and insurance to cover, they're not paying staff. Probably not. And they're switching over to a virtual format. So they're saving a fortune and they're just going, well, you have to do the virtual format or Or you're out your money. You're out your money, which is even and more money for them. And some of the races you're just flat out your money. And I I do not like that. Well, unless that. you and have race insurance. 
Okay, well. Sometimes you get it, but usually, like, most of the time we do it, we're like, like, would you like insurance for this race? And no. It's another 12 bucks a person. <laughs> it's like, no. I mean, maybe we'll have to think about that in the future now that we're Why? in a pandemic. But, uh, yeah, mostly I always pick no. So, yeah, so, you know. Yeah, especially I, when you have the transaction fees online and I think it starts racking up. something, you know, worth talking about the differences in, in the way that companies are run and the way that they're handling this. Well, that just... Sucks. I mean, sorry. It, no, I mean, it, it exists, and I it does think exist. We should, put it out I, we should, and I, I had not run into that on the races I was doing, uh, but clearly, yeah, that sucks. <laughs> uh, sorry. I was really happy that I hadn't signed up for any of those this year because I would have been livid. Well, I'd be livid too because I usually pay for your races. Well, we're married. I know it all comes out the same. Our way. money. Yeah. <laughs> I was bad at the one where, you know, I think it was your first uh, multi-sport race where we showed up and not not really understanding how early we had to be there to get through registration, to get through transition, and finding out when we get there that transition was a half mile from where we had to park the car and you had to check in and there was back and forth and trying to figure it out. And they closed transition, you couldn't race, and they go, oh, by the way, no refunds. No refunds, and you missed your chance to get your shirt. Yeah, they wouldn't even give you the shirt. That mm-hmm. was, I'm like, wait a minute, she's not going to run. You're not even going to give her the, the what would have been like a $100 t-shirt that you have a whole box of back there. <laughs> you know, forget finish her medal. Fine, you didn't finish. You didn't, I can get it. All right, she didn't get the race. No finish her medal. But the t-shirts were handed out at registration, and they wouldn't even give you a t-shirt. It's like, well, enjoy the $100 donation then. Yep. We certainly learned and made adjustments. For sure. Kids are so thrilled. We get up at 4 o'clock in the morning now to get to races. It's amazing. And that's when they're close by. And if they're not, we stay in a hotel. (laughs) Eventually, we're going to get to this point where we're camper people. No. Because then at least I can put my kayak in the kai (laughs) tries. All right. So as we go through this, we've talked about time versus on time virtual races out there. We've talked about uh, the charity causes versus the for profit and how we feel about. Uh, those we talked about rate you know, virtual races normally versus virtual races this summer in the age of Rona. Uh, and really, I think the big point that we got to get down to though, is when did virtual race and when to do it in person. And for me, I kind of break this down by a number of factors. One is motivation. Why am I doing it? For me, I put races on the calendar to have something to train towards. I have to keep running or I have to keep biking or kayaking or swimming or whatever type of race it is to train. Well, that forces me to get moving, get out running, biking, swimming, so kayaking. So I don't hurt myself when I do those. I like having them out there. It's less about the performance the day of for me. Although I do look at that and I want to beat my records and beat what I've done before in my adult life. I've actually separated everything out from what I did when I was young and in shape to where I am after my long pause of being fat and sedentary. Uh, so where am I at as in a, my adult life? And it's nice to come home with some swag and being surprised. Like, I was in the top three of my age group. But yeah. I'm not going into that. It's, I got to train. This gives me something to train towards. And I'm not just on a treadmill or spinning my wheels just for the sake of spinning my wheels. It's like I'm training towards it. It's a motivational thing for me. So if there are no races at all no in-person races 
for me, I'm more likely to do a virtual race, a virtual timed race. There's also the factor of budget. For me, it's like, look, I can't, some of these have really cool swag. They do. Can't do all the virtual races. Nope. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta factor that in. So then it's, well, what's the money for? Am I supporting a small business? Am I supporting a medium to large size business that owns this? Am I supporting a charity? Where's the money going and how much of that money is actually going? Mm -hmm. And is it staying local or is it a large company who goes, yeah, we're giving a percentage to a local charity? Or is it just a local group giving as much as possible to a local family in need? Or is it basically a fundraiser, like I said, for a local cross-country company, which is a sport that I clearly care about? (laughs) So that factors in for me, too. Uh, you mentioned the uh, the Bob Ross run, uh, the Michigan DNR Department of Natural Resources that manages all the parks had an Earth Day run back in April, and it was Bob Ross. And if you guys don't know Bob Ross by name, it's the painting guy, the joy happy painting. little trees. Yes, from PBS, who did the happy little trees and the happy little clouds. They did a virtual race, and the money was to support the parks department and raise funds for that. Uh, they had T-shirt, metal, bib, everything. Bob Ross, little tiny guy with a giant head with an even bigger afro, and a paintbrush. Very awesome. Great cause. Fun swag. I can get behind that kind of thing. And it was in April. Uh, but as we roll into the summer, and, and especially Kid One is getting excited, and it's like this one looks cool and that one looks cool. The companies that all they do are virtual races. Normally, I just kind of like Ugh, I'd rather go do something in person, but. Without things in person, we now are kind of looking at them going, well, maybe. But we're looking also at what is the support? What's it for? Yeah. You know, things like that. And then there's also time. I, I'm not doing a, a virtual race a day. <laughs> Even if I had unlimited funds, I'm not doing a virtual race a day. And I'm not doing the thing where it's like, well, I'm going to go run Saturday and have account for seven different races. Oh, that's lame. You could do that. I mean, you could. You totally could, but that's lame. It's lame. Uh, In in my humble opinion, that's lame. (laughs) So, yeah. That's how I kind of break this down at this point in time is what's my motivation? And my motivation is to put things on the calendar to train towards. And it's almost like when you're, you're trying to train yourself to run further or you're doing a couch to 5K. Um. Like if you're running down a, a, it's a road race, pick a telephone pole. I'm going to run to that next telephone pole. Okay, I made it there. I'm going to make it to the next telephone pole. Okay, I made it there. I'm going to make it to the next one. And try to trick your mind in going to further and further and further down the road without quitting. Mm-hmm. I'm doing that with kid one right now. It's like, right. let's go to the bush. Let's go to the sign. Let's keep going. Same thing with me in training. It's like putting the race on the calendar because saying I'm going to do this much training every day from now until the end of the calendar year. Man, that's so far away, it's easy just to kind of fall off the wagon in training. But I go, I got to race this month. And then we get to the next month. Well, I got to train for that next race and that next race. So I keep putting them there. So for me, that's motivation. And everyone else's motivation is different. Maybe they just want the cool swag. Uh, Budget is important to me because I got to be able to pay for these things. Mm -hmm. And then time. Do I have time to do them? As for you, how do you break down your selection? So motivation is definitely a factor. I need to have things on the calendar. Otherwise, I'm not going to do anything, especially if I'm not also using my behavior plan for exercise. Uh, 
I like to look at budget, that's important. And I like to see what the virtual race benefits. I really like supporting the races that go towards um, helping a family pay for their kids' cancer treatment or some other sort of really nice, really sweet cause. Cancer research with a local right. time. or something we to talked do with about autism. The, or... the duck, duck Run, which is going yes. in virtual this year. I love Duck Duck Run. Local family, uh, unfortunately, the, the little guy passed away many years ago. Not too many, but several. But they put the money towards juvenile cancer research, and it has that local tie-in to a family, you know, we know they're well known throughout the community. So that's that's one we could get behind. Yeah. Quite easily. Mm-hmm. But, you know, causes like that, those are very dear to me, and I like to support them when I can. The other thing I look at, <laughs> I like the swag. If you have a super fun medal and I think you have a neat theme, I'm probably going to sign up for it if I can. If your current model is just to produce mass amounts of awards and t-shirts and sell them, I'm probably not going to sign up for Oh, you. like their their business model. Yeah. yeah. But if you are like... So really, what's their business, corporate model? Are they really into running? Are they a running promotion company? Right. Or are they just in awards and turning out trinkets? Right. If you're a running company, I'll probably sign up with you. If all you do is virtual races and you have awesome themes, I love it. Let's Let's do it. If your company is just there to make medals and sell them and make a profit, I'm probably not going to do those because I don't really agree with it. Where are you at in the Rona versus no Rona years? I mean, are you a little bit more lenient when it's the in-person companies who are suddenly just trying to survive this sure. summer? Yeah. Because I, like... I think that they have to do what they have to do to survive this summer so that they can be open again for next year. Yeah. I just, you know, appreciate having options. If I've signed up and things get canceled or whatever, I'd like to know. Now, I'm not wild about options. the in-person companies who are going overboard with the virtual stuff right now. It's like, look, if you only have one race a summer, don't yeah, don't turn this into a weekly thing. I don't know. It doesn't it doesn't bother me too much because they're a company. What? They have to make money, and if this is a viable option for them, then they should explore it. I think they you should survive. You don't have to participate. That's true. I think they have to survive, but at the same time, it's there's a novelty to these races. Well, if you're a once a summer thing and we look forward to you, if you suddenly flood the market with it, not to mention it's like leave room for the other businesses in the community. Agreed. But, you know, novelty is a serious thing. And if they overdo it this year, then next year they're going to see that reflected in their margins. And that's for them to deal with. That's not for me to deal with. That's true. Uh, but I hate for them to there to be fatigued for their event because of the, all the virtual stuff they do this year. Agreed. And it hurt their in-person race. Yeah, Next I totally year. agree with that. But like I said, that's that's for I, them and their company model. I love out. the fact that, especially around here in most places, that you don't have to travel too far to find a race every weekend or a variety of races. Sometimes it's like, which race am I going to do? There's seven different races yeah. on this given Saturday. So every weekend there's a race. I love that. I, I miss it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm talking in-person races right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I miss having all these in-person races to choose from. Yeah, me too. Um, I think with if we were in non-coronavirus times, I would not be so keen on the virtual races just because I think people cheat. And I think people will just pay for it to get the medal and the t-shirt and the whatever else and run around and say, look at me, I did this, but they didn't really do it. How much do you enjoy the the change in venue and the change in scenery and even like the local oh. races, the fact that we get to run places where they shut down the roads and we don't have to worry about cars? Yeah, I really, I really enjoy that, especially when I'm on the bike portion of a try. 
I love when they shut down the roads because I'm constantly worried that I'll accidentally be run over by a car and be left in a ditch and die. So I like when there's no cars. I do miss, <laughs> I, I, while the long car trips get wear on us, huh? I do miss the change in venue and going places that we don't usually go. And there's some places we go every year. And the only reason we go there is for the races. Yeah. I miss that we don't get to, yeah, I'm. There's that a, we're not going to get to go on some of When we did our, our favorite things, we also talked about our favorite places to eat after some of these races. Well, if it's no longer a destination race, never mind that some of these places, they're in states that you still can't go in and do sit-down dining yet. True. You know, it hurts those establishments, too. And, like, I want to get back to I want to go to a race mm-hmm. safely, and I want to go to my post-race meal safely. I want to be a patron of both that race, all the vendors at the race. I want to be a patron of our post-race places to go mm-hmm. safely. Agreed. And oh, there's definitely Rona fatigue going on here. We're all sick of it. <laughs> yeah, I know. We also all don't want to get sick, so. Yeah, I know. This shit, this too will pass. I was going to say this shall pass, but it almost sounded like something else. It totally sounded like something else. <laughs> All right. Well, in the meantime, we'll make do with these virtual timed events and competitions. And we've got our our own virtual competition, of, more of a training competition of the Red Arrow Challenge, the workout and exercise competition, not the show off your toes. Right. I personally think toes look best inside a running sneaker or bicycle shoes or swim fins. I mean, you probably shouldn't wear your little Or a hockey things. skate. Do miss putting my toes in my hockey skates and going out. You probably shouldn't wear Jimmy Choo's when you're running a 5K. Just throwing that out there. I'm sure there's a themed 5K out there of uh, Jimmy Choo high heel runners. Maybe not Jimmy Choo's. There's got to be a high heel 5K out there somewhere in the world. Did you ever see the wedding 5Ks? Yes. Those, you... are, those are so fun. You ever see the undie runs? Mm, It's like the Cupid run or something. There's several different undie runs. (laughs) Kid one saw the picture. She goes, that looks awesome. Like, no. No, that's not for you. Well, she saw a bunch of people in tutus and stuff. And it's like, um. Well, that's pretty much any race. Yeah, she didn't see the the guys in the whitey tighties. (laughs) Well, I think that we've, you know, unless you've got anything else to share, we've wrapped up our feelings on uh, virtual races, the pros, the cons, what to watch out for where we're at in the current situation you got anything else to add i do not final thoughts channeling your inner jerry springer no no sorry (laughs) well with that we're going to wrap up this episode of the red arrow health and wellness podcast it's been fun. Jessica, did you have fun? So much fun. You got any more of your raspberry lemonade left? Surprisingly, I do. Really? I do. Well, I think I'm going to go for a bike ride. So until next time, bye. Bye. Bye.